Today's topic, how to make more sales without being salesy. Welcome to episode 23. Let's delve in. Yeah, let's go. Cool. Let's go. Georgia is already experienced in speaking, so nothing, nothing shaky. And she's a sales professional, so she she already knows how to use the eyebrow, the smiles, and know when to do all that. She's <laughs> You're listening to Smile Retalks Podcast. We'll be right back. Hey, my name is Joseph Paul Smile. Smile Retalks is focused at helping you listening to discover more about yourself, to grow and to transform your world. We do this by connecting you to experienced coaches, business experts, and even professionals. Now, before we dive in, our content and marketing services are available for you on creativebay.com. All the links and spellings are in the description. Just don't miss out. Welcome back. Hey, everybody. Welcome today to Smiley Talks. And today on Smiley Talks, we have Georgie. And yes, today we have a new person in the studio. We have Glory. And uh, we have Glory today as a co-host. So um, before we delve deep, um, I'd love you to tell us a little more about yourself, Georgie, and just throw all those amazing bomb about you. Like, I want to hear it. Okay. So I'm going to tell you everything I can. Uh, One of the things that I love to share is that I've been in business 30 years uh, in sales. And most people are like, hmm, how is that possible? But I always say I started at a very young age because my father is a pastor and we would knock on doors uh, to see who we could, you know, tell about the good news. And when I would knock on those doors, sometimes people would say no and we would have to deal with rejection. But then sometimes people would open up the doors and their life would be changed. So that is how I really started to build my confidence and boldness in uh, my product, in my service, and sharing my voice with the world, per se. And I believe that's what sales is, you know, being able to boldly and confident uh just in sales we also have to say we need you to pay us for it right here's the compensation <laughs> that i need so i come from a background kind of in faith in evangelism uh but then i've worked in retail sales i've worked for a lot of retail companies um i've worked as territory manager call center manager and now i've been an entrepreneur full-time for two years. And I'm in that exciting journey of not just being an expert in sales, but also learning how to be an executive and own my own business. Hmm. For 30 years. I mean, my God, I think um, some people are still really young here. (laughs) 30 whooping years. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, what were some of the challenges you faced during this 30 years of, you know, um, progress, helping people, because I know that sales is about presenting solutions to people. So what were the things that, you know, you face as a challenge within this, you know, length of time? Well, I know that you help with this challenge that I think a lot of business owners face, and that is determining your niche and your target market. Uh, knowing that everyone, but when you talk to them, you need to have a clear a marketing plan, know who you're trying to help, understand that there is a difference between marketing, you know, which is getting that attention, getting those contacts, 
gaining interest and then sales, which is moving them more through the pipeline and converting them into a deal, a contract, mm -hmm. et cetera. So I think the biggest challenge for me and obstacles was first not trying to help everyone, but understanding that I was called to a particular people who need mm. my particular set of skills, right? Mm -hmm. And then the second part of my obstacles and challenges that I've seen is becoming an executive. You, we all have our niche and our own special talents that we're good at. But then becoming a business owner, you have to become an expert in operations, not even an expert, but you got to be very skilled and learn mm -hmm. how to operate a business. That's another obstacle that businesses have to overcome. Awesome. 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 So, um, I mean, you though you talked a little about that, but touching both areas, what's the difference between... A lot of people get this confused. Even so many digital um, digital marketing agencies, they get confused about this and it throws them off balance. If you just walk up to them and be like, hey, what's the difference between sales and marketing? And that's what I'm asking. What's the difference? Okay. So I'm dating. Okay. So if you're dating somebody, then you are trying to get the attention of the other person, right? So marketing is partly the ways that we try to get attention, uh, whether that is the way we dress and our image and our, uh, you know, style. It can be, hey, how are you doing over there? You look cute. And the mm. words that we say or the messages we have coming across our social media. Mm -hmm. And we know the type of person that we want, right? Mm -hmm. If you are a woman or a man who has kind of analyzed the type of woman or man that we're looking for, we say, oh, I want him to be this way. And I want him to have this particular uh, set of skills. And so in marketing, we're actually learning about the type of man that we want. And then we're making our messaging to him. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I watched, used to watch this show about this matchmaker. She was brilliant in marketing. She would dress up a certain person in what exactly that man will. You have to have your hair this way and you have to wear this type of dress because yeah. she knew her target market. She knew that man's target woman and she actually made the woman who had the inside look like that on the outside. And that's marketing. Marketing is digging deep into the persona, the avatar, the, the things that that client wants and creating messaging and branding and look to appeal to that person. So all that is marketing. I feel like marketing is like the... See, people think the salesperson is the slimy person, but it's really the marketing. No, I'm joking. It's not. <laughs> you want to start it's, an it's argument? The marketing yeah. <laughs> Look, this is how I start arguments with all my marketing <laughs> friends because they say the salesperson is the slime. When I'm saying, hey, you look good, you know, marry me. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the salesperson. But if you just come out and you say, hey, you look good, marry me, that seems like a little bit too pushy. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why sales and marketing have to work together because if a sales person or a, a particular interest just comes to you and says, Oh, you look good. Let me holler at you and be my girlfriend or be my boyfriend. That would be way too forward and mm-hmm. pushy. We haven't even built a relationship. Mm-hmm. So marketing is the building of the relationship. And we do this through digital marketing, social media, advertising, print. I mean, there's just so many ways to market Mm -hmm. uh, podcasting. You're building a relationship with that person on the other side so that you find out, are we meant to be? Like, could it be that we're magic together? And if we're magic together, then why don't you come over here and buy some of my products? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, that's sweet. Even though I feel, I felt like coming over. <laughs> oh, okay. Come back. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, that's a huge revelation there, or that's a huge um, point there about about sales and marketing because it's huge, you know, marketing. But what you said is just building a relationship, and the sales is now inviting them over to enjoy what you've marketed to them, right? Yes. Cool, cool. Exactly. So practically speaking, how does sales really work? And you know, what are the conditions to being a good non-salesy salesperson? Yes, because some people hop on calls and they say, okay, book a call, you know, on their website. So many people have mm-hmm. that on their website and they say, hey, book a call and we're going to chat. Um, I'm, I'm going to walk you through. So People say that they have the time to maybe um, start maybe responding through emails. They just prefer you, you book a time and they speak, especially when they're closing high ticket offers, right? <clears throat> mm. So how can these people not be, you know, salesy? They can just speak. They are meeting this person for the first time on that call. Yes. And the person booked yes. a call because probably he or she likes what they saw on the site. So the book to call, how can you sell to that person without being salesy? And I want to listen from the A to the Z of this part. You're listening to Smart Retalks Podcast. We'll be right back. After the stress where you did go through every day, why you no go relax, make we go market for you? Just visit our website for thejob.com. And we go help you go market. It no matter the kind size where you want cook, whether not for family, oh, I be not for friends, so I be you want cook for party. We go help you buy natural food stuff. We go help you cook that pot of food. We go help your health make it day okay. Thechop.com. Thechop make we go market for you. <laughs> Welcome back. Hey, you asked a great question. All right. So first we have to look at the person who we're selling to, right? Everyone is so different. So is the person on the other end of the line um, a very happy person? Are they more calm? Are they enthusiastic or do they seem more reserved? Like we really need to pay attention to the person who we're talking to because that determines how that person wants to be treated. And Mm -hmm. if you look at a relationship, every woman in your case, right, Joseph, are different. So some of them, you know, want a more aggressive man and then some want like a man who they can control. 
So when we're in a relationship for the first time meeting someone, the key is to listen to that person, to hear their pace and to understand who they are and how they want to be sold to. Is this somebody who wants to be pushed and challenged? I just spoke with a woman and she was like, listen, I like people to talk to me. So that means that we can't, you know, I can't keep on my optimistic, rosy colored glass type of person personality. Mm -hmm. I have to kind of say, okay, listen, this is how I can help you. And this is the bottom line price. Oh, okay. So now I know what I'm dealing with, you know, whereas if she would have said, you know, I'm just not sure. I'm really looking at a couple of different options and I just want to get some information. Then I'm saying, okay, well, let's take some time and look at all my options and we can have as many conversations as you want regarding the solution that you need. Does that make you feel okay? Yes. I have tons of questions. Then they probably will hit me with 7,000 questions, right? <laughs> so you're talking about two totally different people. So you can't say, I sell this way. And if you're stuck there, it's likely that you're going to turn off 50% of the people. Now, if you're okay with that, then you need to know who your target market is and that you need more people that you can be your way with. And me, I've become a specialist in all the different ways so that I can adapt my personality to who they are. And that's emotional intelligence. That's personality studies. That's being a people person. We're all not going to be that way. And that's okay. But you do need to know who you are and what you're willing to do. That's big. So, you know, just what you said is, is interestingly um, amazing. And at the, at the same time, it's generating more questions because when you just have somebody come on a call, how do you determine that person's personality type? Like, is this person calm? Some people just pretend to be calm at first sight. I don't know if you've experienced that. Some people just pretend to be relaxed kind of people. But the moment you kick start a conversation, they go, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, and they begin to engage. So how do you maybe, uh, like, is there a length of time for people that have, you know, 30 minutes calls, is there like, okay, within the 30 minutes, you should use the 15 minutes to determine the person's personality. Then how do you do that? Is there some psychology attached to it? Yes. So I use DISC for sales. Okay. Um, I learned that through uh, one of my mentors and she trained me in this methodology to people read. Uh, however, if you also just stay aware, kind of stay in the moment and pay attention to who you're talking to. It will give you some direction in how to deal with that. Also, uh, some of the marketing tools that people have where they're, um, they're providing eBooks and e-courses and social media. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times clients are shopping you. They're listening to your podcast and they're listening to your lives and they're hearing how you interact with people. And that's giving them an idea of, um, by the way she's treating the person in that live, I feel like she might treat me good. Or mm -hmm. by the way she's treating the other person, I don't know if that's the type of person that I want to work with. So everything that you're putting out there into space, 
that's also helping your client decide, like, do they even want that call? So by the time they book that call, it is so valuable to realize that that means something. Um, I think listening and having a process is a big part of success on that call. That means asking them questions. You know, what prompted you to call me today? Uh, what challenges are you facing? And listening to them, making sure you completely understand their problems and concerns and their timeline. Mm -hmm. And then being able to share your unique capabilities and then a solution to their problem, their concern, and their timeline. If you do not understand who you're talking to, how can you offer them anything? And um, that's part of a successful call. And then another thing I would do on that call is really outline at the beginning of the call what we're going to talk about. Like at the beginning of this call, you made it so clear, like these are some of the things that I want my audience to know and I need them to understand how do you sell non-salesy, right? So we already had established, this is the agenda before we got on the call. And when we have someone who booked a call, we need to establish the agenda. Why did you call me today? This is what I'm, what I do. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> and then they can say, uh, no, that's not what I wanted. Okay, so why did you call me? <laughs> oh, that's one of the hardest questions to ask somebody that just got on a call. I mean, for so many people, they they don't have that such confidence to ask that to ask that kind of question, right? Yes, you know what builds your confidence is preparing the for the conversation before the conversation. Knowing this call is coming. I'm doing all of this marketing effort to get that girl to call me. Mm. So when she calls me, I can't be stuttering. I need to make sure that I know what to say. Write it down, script it, and then practice it. And practice it with your coworkers so that by the time that call comes, you are ready. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, <laughs> you see this call stuff is one of the most interesting topics and I can go over two hours talking about it. But guys, everybody listening to this podcast, just pay attention because we are going to dig out all the secret from this amazing Georgie with 30 years of experience. We're going to dig it all out. So here is the, the, the point I want to get, right? Um, some sales call don't go successful, right? So how do you, you know, how do you overcome such failures? I call it failure, okay? How do you how do you overcome such no's that you get from, from these clients, prospective clients? How do you overcome that? Because to me, it's, it hurts, right? Yeah. I don't know if anyone likes rejection. You know, you've mm -hmm. worked so hard to get pretty and put on your makeup and your earrings and you're like, oh, look how nice I look. And this guy finally um, calls and it doesn't get, you know, any connection. And it's, you know, like, he's like, oh, I don't want to call you anymore. And you're like, oh, but I thought he was the one, right? But at the same time, if he's not the one, isn't he kind of saving you some heartache <laughs> if you can determine this at the very beginning? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when someone tells you no, it's because you're not a right fit and you don't want to waste your time, energy and marketing more 
So you can keep getting the wrong fit. If someone's not working out, we have to determine why. You know, is it because of our marketing? Is it because of our approach? You know, it's a big difference if, you know, you're you're setting up your marketing to attract the people that you want, right? Mm-hmm. So marketing is a part of attracting the right client. Then if they are attracted to you, they're the right fit and they say no, why? Is it because of time? Is it because of money? Is it because they need a payment plan? Is it because of timing? Because sometimes when you get a no, it's just no, not right now. It's mm. I want this, but I have to go plan and save and organize my life so that I can work with you. Mm. And I'm learning that everyone who tells me no, sometimes it's because they don't, they can't do it right now, but they will go and get their whole life together to be mm. able to work with me. And what a privilege if like if a guy comes to you with a low credit score and you like, look, boo, I, I need a man with a good credit score. Your score is too low. Ooh. Go get your score together and then come back to me when you can afford it. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> it's not personal. It's just how And so if a client really believes in you and your quality, they're going to go get prepared to work with you. Mm -hmm. And as you become an expert in your field and you elevate your brand and your marketing, you you start attracting um, a lot of different people. So I do think having um, services in all different areas, like a podcast, you know, a podcast is a way for anyone to still learn from you. Whereas if you want to work with me one-on-one, just me and you, that's different. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. a whole different level of intimacy that comes there. So you have to pay for that time and that energy. And um, I, I hope that's answering your question. But I also think overcoming objections is another level of confidence. Mm-hmm. Oh, what that means is if somebody tells you no, finding out why they said no is important because then you can start framing your rebuttals properly. Meaning if they said no and it was a time objection, you can know what you're going to say to that objection. Mm-hmm. So learning what are the common objections that you will get in your industry and then creating responses and new opportunities uh, for those objections. Amazing. You know, talking about this script, because um, I think it's kind of pushes a lot of people out of the track of proper sales. You see someone Mm -hmm. be like, you know, pick a paper and um, be like something. Okay, let me just use this note. And just be like, hi, and just reading the notes and be like, yeah, what is your problem? You know, reading word after word and maybe the prospect is like, what was this, you know, let me know. What's this ah, annoying, right? So I understand it can be annoying. I think I've, I've experienced that. So I should be teaching the person how to, how to even sell or something. Yeah. So how, what are the best ways to use the script? Where should someone keep his or her script? How do you use the script properly? So... Do you have like a favorite TV show? Mm-hmm. So on your favorite TV show, usually you're going to hear, see that the actor who portrays uh, that character is so natural at it. Right. And that's what makes you love that character. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we love the characters so much that we forget their real names. 
or we don't even know their real names. Yeah. We know the character by the character that they portray. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in a script, what makes you talented at the script is how natural it is to you. If you sound like you're reading or that you're in your actual uh, moment, you know, in your head, then you're not portraying your message to that that client. And the success of a script is in the practice and it's in um, how confident you are when you deliver it. And you don't have to memorize it for it to be good, but you do need to, you know, have it to where you can portray that character to the other person. And that character that you need to be is fierce, strong, bold, and full of integrity, something that is believable. Awesome. So that means we should be authentic, just authenticity. Yes. Awesome. Amazing. Love it. Okay. Now you see, um, can, can we have like somebody be our salesperson and kind of train them through how to be our salesperson and what are the processes involved to have maybe your team, they are not into sales previously and you just want everybody to incorporate sales because they're very good with maybe web design and the other person is really good with graphic design. So you want them to be the ones answering the client's questions in terms of maybe the web design and you want them to close the sale. How do you manage such? Okay, so wow, great question. Very (laughs) uh, technical question. Okay, so if I heard you correctly, you have people on your team who are Mm -hmm. graphic designers and Mm -hmm. website designers, Mm -hmm. and they're on the phone with a client or a potential client, you know, offering graphic design and website design, Mm -hmm. and they see that this might be a potential opportunity to sell Mm -hmm. um, or upsell. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is an employee who works for a team who you want to teach how to sell. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, for me, I have a a process. I created a process called the eight C's and it it, it reflects um, clarity in your messaging. So that's like that 30 second commercial, that value proposition. Hi, I'm Georgie with this graphic design company, and we help businesses create stellar graphics mm-hmm. or gain attention from a target market. And that person's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. I want graphics that's going to attract my target market. So you're clear that this person who you're talking to wants what you have. Okay. It really is important to be clear. And know that you're talking to the person who needs you, right? Then we we know we have them in front of us. So that's a contact that we can sell to. Then the next C that you want to do is really calling them. If you're on the phone with them, you don't really have to set the appointment. But in most cases, you would be setting an appointment on the calendar to make sure that person has time. So if you're talking to this person, hey, I can definitely help you with your need. Is this a good time? Do you have 15 minutes for us to talk about this, right? And if they do have the time and both of you are 100% sure, then you need to, at this point, have that conversation around what are the needs, challenges, what does that person need? And that if you have the solution, that's when you offer the solution, you know, and then 
if they like the solution that you have, you're going to close them. You're going to make an offer. You're going to ask them if they need a proposal. You're going to call them to action, right? That's a good mm-hmm. marketing term. Call them to action, whether that's signing up on the website, pulling up the website, let me show you this landing page, and then getting them to put their credit card in. I'm the in-person type of uh, leader, so I'm going to want to walk them through that landing page. See here, day one. See here, day two. Or if it's a graphic designer, hey, see, this is what our um, graphics look like. You see the gallery here. We've been doing this for 10 years. And boom, this is what it's going to look like when we work on your stuff. Is that what you were looking for? Yeah, that's what I want. Okay, great. Well, right here at the end, you see here for the logo and graphics and brand guide, you just hit this button right here. We can get you signed in right now. Put your credit card right there. Yep, I'll wait. Go ahead and put that credit card in. Okay, good. And then then this is the questionnaire. Would you like for me to sit with you while you fill out this questionnaire? If they don't want to fill out the questionnaire right there, then boom, you let them do the questionnaire. You already got the credit card. You already got the sale. And then say, all right, I'm going to give you some time, but we're going to follow up as soon as we receive that. And you'll look look to hear from the team. Mm. And boom. And that's boom. It sounds boom. (laughs) All right. Awesome. I love that you dropped the mic there. I mean, that's really (laughs) cool. (laughs) You see? Okay. Now, expand them more into digital marketing because that's where online marketing specifically, a lot of Mm -hmm. people are having that trouble. Your your service is great. And so they'd be like, ah, it's still not working. Now, I want to ask do maybe content um you know writers work with sales people like when designing a sales page and you'd be like mm-hmm. okay uh, we need a salesperson to tell us what to put on our sales page so does that you know connect to people into sales do you have to be part of those maybe setting up um, a landing page yeah so i have been called in to help with the landing page because you know I guess when you're relaying your message, you need to have copy that speaks to the results that you're going to provide for that client. A lot of times we tend to focus on, uh, we we tend to focus on our own kind of love language, like the things that are important to us instead of Mm -hmm. what is important to that client Mm -hmm. and the results that they're going to get from your services. So we have to keep in mind what results that we provide for that person, whether that's data, value proposition, uh, you know, benefits. uh, And and maybe you remember like those old feature versus benefit conversations. Yeah. A, A sales copy page should be more benefit focused versus feature focused. Right. So, um, if you're a graphic designer, you may say, uh, you know, I have Adobe Photoshop experience. Nobody mm-hmm. cares. They want to know that you are able to take that client's vision and make it a reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, how you do it is not what that client cares about. Absolutely. They care about the result that you get them. Cool, cool. Does that help? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does a lot, a lot. You know, it's it's really cool, you know, helping them understand that 
Okay, I mean, it really helps. <laughs> it really helps. So good, you, you know, um, because I've actually been personally confused about that. Like, do salespeople mm-hmm. have to understand how to use copies? Does it mean every salesperson understands copywriting? Is that what it means? Mm-hmm. No, I mean because there's all different types of salespeople. I'm more of a consultative sales coach and uh trainer but there's also salespeople who are more transactional they are the ones who are selling a product for a one-time win and it's not about relationship and business development Mm. so in a consultative sales model it really is more a long-term relationship versus this just one-time transaction Mm -hmm. does that make sense and so you know if if we're looking at relationships again, I, I have not thought through this analogy, so this can go really wrong right now. Oh, but <laughs> if, if you're in the dating pool, right, and you're marketing yourself to find the best candidate and you have a lot of candidates, mm-hmm. uh, finding the right one who you're going to marry forever, mm. you know, you have to go through a lot and you need to have phrasing and in ways to filter through this correctly, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas a transactional person, you know, they may not be doing this huge uh, long-term relationship type of vetting, you know, maybe it's an arranged, an arrangement, I don't know, but (laughs) arranged marriage would be more the transactional, like, yeah. It's a one-time thing. We're going to figure it out. We're going to make it happen and boom, it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, there's just, I don't know if there's an actual analogy for, for what you're saying, but there is transactional sales. It's almost like selling bubble gum at the gas station. You're not trying to build a list mm. to sell that bubble gum, Absolutely. right? You're not trying to build a long-term relationship with that person to sell bubble gum. It's like, here's your bubble gum. Enjoy Bubblicious and keep moving. Mm -hmm. Here's your double mint gum. Keep moving. But it's not like, oh, my God, I need you in my double mint fan club. And I need you to tell all your friends. So when you have a higher ticket item and you're consulting that person and building a long term relationship and Mm -hmm. creating more services based on the first product, that is completely different. Mm -hmm. So how about collecting payments on calls? Like, you know, you're on the call and you're like, hey, um, the person said yes. And, you know, is it okay to collect a payment on the call or is it is it weird? You yeah, have to maybe send absolutely. them an invoice and whatever. Okay. So half of the people in the world are going to want to think about their payment before they make it. The other half... If you don't ask for that payment, you're weak. So the key is to ask for the payment. If the person says they need to think about it, just say, okay, absolutely understand. When do you want me to follow up with you? And then just having some clarity about your next steps and what is within their um, comfort level. But the key is, you know, if they said they're interested and they want your service, you need to ask them to pay for it. Straight and up. they can say no, but you have to be able to handle that. We're bosses. 
Awesome, awesome. So is there like a, an organized technology that salespeople use? Like, you know, um, or if you come into the marketing space, there are so many gazillion tools. So in the sales, you know, space, is there like some special recommended tools or technology? Yes. yes. So what I find is in the marketing space, we use stuff like constant contact or even active campaign or these CRMs, customer relationship managers that mm -hmm. allow you to collect their information and send out these campaigns that speak to the different markets. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then a sales CRM is where you start to open up romance them, sent them messages, got in some of their information, their phone numbers, emails, maybe they bought something here mm -hmm. and there, but a sales CRM is about cultivating those calls, sending out satisfaction, trying to get them new products. So sales CRMs should look more like a pipeline. Um, once you get through the marketing CRM and you get someone as a client, then you're starting to build a pipeline of, you know, they're a prospect that's turned into, you know, a contract that turned into, um, you know, a payment and then a service and then customer service and staying connected to them and finding out new opportunities of services that you can offer them versus maybe even resources you know, things that are keeping them engaged with you. Because once, I believe that once somebody is kind of under your um, control or under your responsibility, then it is up to you to care for them until they decide to do something else. Hmm. And at that point, you can decide what kind of campaign they may go back into and you market to them in a different way. Awesome. Cool. I mean, super cool. Anyway, I mean, I, I I have so much more to say, but you know, just to keep to the length of this podcast, there'll be a part two. Yes, awesome. There'll be a part two. <laughs> awesome. So I guess you like building this relationship with me, <laughs> so I definitely am down for a part two, and you know, really trying to help as many people know how to be professional salespeople Absolutely. and not just be out there to get what you can get, but mm -hmm. understanding how marketing sales work together to create an, a user experience yeah. where they feel yeah. honored, respected, yeah. and yeah. also get their needs met through that transaction. Awesome. Awesome. So um, I will delve into our fun part of the podcast. There's a part we call the fun questions. So we have two okay. fun questions for you. So are you ready? They are sometimes yes. really hard and some people get thrown off. <laughs> okay, cool. So the first question is, um, what's your favorite song? Who sang it? And um, you're going to sing that song. I'm going to sing it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So my favorite song is probably from Sister Act 2 a movie with um, Lauren Hill and Whoopi Goldberg okay. about, uh, you know, and it's, oh Lord, now I got to pick what song that I'm willing to sing here. <laughs> it's probably His Eyes on the Sparrow. Oh my God. She's trying to escape. It's pretty simple, but go ahead. Right? <laughs> oh Lord. 
I sing because I'm happy. Oh yeah, I'm I, waiting for you. Look, that was. Oh no. Okay, if I try to sing like Lauren Hill, I'm going to look bad. So I'm just <laughs> going to. I can't believe fun questions happen like this. I sing because I'm happy, and I sing because I'm free. <laughs> His eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Okay. okay, that was that was an introduction of what your song is. Now you're going to actually sing. <laughs> No, that's not it. So we just got started. You told us your song and you kind of touched it. So you're actually going to sing the song. If it even has a solo or a stanza, you're going to actually sing that. So you have about maybe one to two minutes to sing the song. Over to you. <laughs> I didn't bring my piano accompaniment. Okay. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because... I'm free. I don't know all the words. His eye is on the sparrow. <laughs> and see, listen. <laughs> and I know. Okay. Um, okay. So maybe I should do the, the ending song because I actually know the whole song, which is Joyful, Joyful, Lord, we adore thee. <laughs> Have you ever heard this? Yeah. You're going to sing with me, right? Mm -hmm. that, that, that would be more practice if I sing with you. <laughs> Hearts <laughs> unfold like flowers before thee, hail thee as the sun above. Oh, oh yeah. Hail the clouds of sin, sin and sadness. <laughs> Drive the dark of doubt away. Drive it away. Give her Ravi more heart to gladness. <laughs> love. Fill us with the light of day. Oh. Light of day. Oh, yeah. oh, check the wrong. Joyful, joyful, Lord. We adore the end of my life. I'll put number four. Since I was a young child, I came to know, oh, that you was the only way to go. So I had some, some understanding. But now with you, because now I'm nothing. So you tell me who you down with, see? Because you know I'm down with G-O-D. You down with G-O-D? Yeah, you know me. You down with G-O-D? Yeah, you know me. You down with G-O-D? Yeah, you know me. You down with G-O-D? Everybody. Come and join the chorus, the mighty, mighty chorus. <laughs> the whole be gone. <laughs> Is that two minutes? Actually, you 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 nailed it. <laughs> okay. Woo! I'm sorry. The joy. I had to go to joyful. I knew I could pull Oh my god! Joyful. This is amazing. This is great. It's actually a fall question because. <laughs> I mean, I don't believe someone in the sales industry can be this amazing and singing. I mean, you got a voice. I, I believe you're in the choir for sure. I know. Yes. Okay. Thank you. See. Awesome. So the second uh, fun question. <clears throat> please don't sing. <laughs> okay. Second fun question is, um, what's your favorite food? And in about 30 seconds, walk us through how to cook it. Oh, okay. Okay. My most favorite food is chicken stir fry because it has proteins and it has vegetables. Okay. okay. So the way I make it is I go to the grocery store and I buy two packs from the frozen food section, the vegetables and I get the meat, right? So then I pour the meat in the pan with some grease 
Well, actually, I pour the vegetables first. Then, no. No, I pour the meat first. Okay. And then I cook the meat, you know, because it's got to be brown. Mm -hmm. And then I cook the vegetables. And then the sauce. And then I eat it. Amazing. I wish it's this simple. <laughs> that was the 30-second oh, version. Okay. You got salt, you got peppers, <laughs> and then if you really want to go to the next level, you yeah. get the individual vegetables and the mm. like actual chicken breast and cut it up. And that's just whoo, that could be a lot longer. Okay. But we'll just go with the frozen food version because oh. that's faster to explain awesome awesome splendid so i mean this has been so great today and that's it for the phone question no more phone questions coming but you coming on my podcast <laughs> i'm bringing you on my podcast just so you can see so i'm going to invite you <laughs> but i am going to invite you over to my podcast because we have to have some more fun as well. So I'll yeah. do part two for you and you got to do part one for me. Oh, Is that fair? Absolutely. Absolutely fair. Cool. So um, I want to ask, um, how can we reach you? All these amazing people listening. How can they reach you? I believe you you have um, maybe training programs because you train people on how to become amazing salespeople. So guys, if you're listening and you're like, now I think I'm an expert salesperson. No, this was just like the tip of the tip of the tip of the tip of the iceberg. This is just not the main. You have to go through. You know, you talked about the dicks. You use dicks for sales and you talked about the eight C's and I'm interested in knowing these eight C's too. So I believe okay. in the program, all this is covered. So tell us about how to reach you and you know maybe about your programs. Absolutely. Okay, so if you go to my website, georgieinc.com, so that's georgie, J-O-R-G-I-E-I-N-C, georgieinc.com, backslash eight steps, then you can download a free, like, you know, eight by 11 of the steps. Um, then I have a two-day intensive. So that is two days with me in Tampa Bay, Florida, on how to, one, understand DISC for sales, D-I-S-C, and understanding how to people read and understand who you're talking to on the phone so you can best adapt and understanding yourself more. Day two is where I go deep into the eight C's. Uh, we also do this virtually. If you cannot make it to Tampa Bay, uh, okay. we have a sales tribe live Facebook group where we talk sales and we meet online every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern standard time. So that is a time where we just talk uh, weekly wins, uh, your sales goals, proposals sent, you know, obstacles that you faced. And then I talked to you about how to, you know, enjoy sales more mm -hmm. because it is tedious for a lot of people. We try to make it fun. I mean, salespeople have fun. We get commissions, we win prizes. And uh, the Sales Tribe Live is where we build confident salespeople. Amazing. Amazing. I believe you're on social media platforms. Yes, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Awesome. So, guys, we're going to drop all the links so you don't need to maybe start looking for paper. You're going to see it in the show notes, in the description. We might put it in the comment box in some places. So all you need to do is 
tap and it takes you there. And you see the amazing Queen Georgie, the expert sales queen <laughs> and the great Thank musician. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Expert sales queen. And I'm going to have somebody sing it too. <laughs> okay, super cool. I really enjoy this. And um, yeah, guys, if you have any questions, maybe you think we didn't cover some things that you're concerned about, feel free to drop them. And um, yeah, just uh, maybe email me the question or drop it in the comments. I'll send it across to Georgie. And if she sees it, she's going to answer directly. So Georgie, thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. My pleasure. Awesome. And I love your smile. Oh, and thank you for having me. I think I'm blushing right now. Thank you. <laughs> Discover yourself, grow and transform your world here at Smiley Talks with your host, Joseph Paul Smile. If you're looking for some healthy food stuff, just visit our food store, yes, on daychop.com. Our content and marketing services are also available for you on creativebay.com. All the links and spellings are in the description. Just don't miss out.